the Transport Workers Union Local 513 podcast with Second Vice President Brian Parker is online and streaming. Take it away, Brian. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the TWU Local 513 podcast. I've got four guests joining me today, and uh, we are going to talk about workers, and we're going to talk about what's best for workers and hopefully where we can take uh, things to make the lives of working people better. First of all, I'll introduce John Gardner. He's the TWU Local 513 Legislative Chairman. He's been doing it for a long time for our local. Welcome, John. Thank you, Brian. I've also got Lewis Fulbright, Secretary Treasurer of the Dallas AFL-CIO. Good morning. Good morning, and thanks for inviting me to this. You're welcome. And I've got Brian Golden, who is the President of the Tarrant County Central Labor Council, AFL-CIO. Thanks for having me. And Rick Levy, who is the President of the Texas AFL-CIO. Good morning. Thanks, Brian. It's so great to be here. Appreciate it. It's good to have all of you. What I'll, I believe I'll do, I'll start off with you, John. Uh, you're a, a TW Local 513 member. Uh, tell me just a little bit about you and kind of how you became the legislative chairman. Well, I'm a 34-year fleet service clerk for American Airlines. And for the last 18 years, I've been a legislative rep for TW 513. I was mentored under Tom Carlin, who was the legislative rep for TW for about 30 years. And Tom was very influential with representatives on Capitol Hill, and he introduced me to a lot of very high-level people who have helped TW members in the past. Uh, Tom was very influential on Capitol Hill in getting legislative uh, issues passed uh, that help out our members. Uh, I work every day with you out there on the field, but then I work with those on Capitol Hill to improve the lives of our members at TW 513. You know, you mentioned Tom Carlin. Uh, he's kind of legendary in the TW. Uh, it's fair to say he opened a few doors for you. Absolutely. Tom showed me the way. He introduced me to people, and he taught me how to do the work that we do to help out y'all. Okay. Well, I'm going to come back to you. I want to kind of, uh, you know, bounce around the room here a little bit if I can. And uh, Brian Golden. Hey, thanks for having me again. Uh, yeah, my name is Brian Golden. I'm a TW591 member. I'm a 30-year aircraft mechanic at American Airlines. I'm the current president of the Tarrant County Central Labor Council, Texas AFLCO. The TCCLC represents uh, AFLCO-affiliated labor unions in Tarrant, Denton, Johnson, Parker, Hood, and Wise Counties. The union locals that are in our labor council, uh, we represent over 32,000 working men and women in North Texas. Like American Airlines employees at uh, with the Transport Workers Union at DFW, we have the International Association of Machinists at Lockheed and Fort Worth, and the uh, APFA Association of Flight Attendants at American Airlines, or the United Auto Workers at uh, Bell Helicopter and Grand Prairie General Motors Assembly Plant, as well as uh, CWA at AT&T. That sounds good. Uh, There's a long list of people you represent, and uh, you do good work. Lewis Fulbright, Secretary Treasurer of the Dallas AFL-CIO, tell us a little bit about you before we get going here. Yes, uh, Lewis Fulbright, and I'm the Secretary of Treasurer for Dallas AFL-CIO. I've only been doing this since uh, the 1st of August when Mark retired, so I'm still learning the ropes. I'm a 41-year employee for American Postal Workers Union at the post office. I have positions, Secretary of Treasurer, Human Relations Director, and et cetera. So you've been around the block, so to speak, as a postal worker. Is that fair to say? Yes. And I'm, I've been retired for 11 years now from the Postal Service. I'm a uh, Vietnam veteran. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, you're retired as being a postal worker, but you're not retired from representing workers. So I appreciate you sticking around. 
Okay, Rick Levy, uh, president down in uh, uh, Austin. Let's talk about uh, being the president of the Texas AFL-CIO. Hey, Brian. Uh, thanks for having me again. So I'm the president of Texas AFL-CIO. I'm a member of CWA Local 6186 uh, since 1986. I take a little bit of exception to what John Gardner said about Tom Carlin teaching him what to do because Tom Carlin actually taught me what to do first. So Wow. You'll have to step back a little bit, John. But um, yeah, so the Texas FSCIO is the federation of all the unions in the state of Texas, including the Transport Workers Union. And we're the voice of Texas workers when it comes to legislative policies, uh, political work. Uh, we support each other when we have organizing drives. And uh, it's our job to build solidarity among all the union members in the state of Texas. Uh, we have about 240,000 affiliate members of our organization. And uh, we're pretty busy representing workers all the time. Yeah, Rick, before I leave you, I will say when you said that uh, it's your job to support, I know that I've been involved in many campaigns and, you know, and, and helped facilitate a lot of that type stuff. And uh, I never had to worry if I could look up in the early in the morning that uh, Rick Levy had driven in from Austin and you've always been there for us. So that means a lot that uh, that you always show up when you're supposed to. And I appreciate that. Well, bro, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's the highest honor to us when an affiliate like yours that is so active in representing your members calls on us to be part of it, because, um, you know, it, there's no greater feeling than when when folks show up for each other. So thank you for doing the work to inspire us to get involved. I appreciate that. I want to go back to you, John. Talk to us a little bit about what's happening at Local 513 and uh, maybe not even specific on the local level, maybe on the broader scale of, you know, things that are happening that affect our workers. We represent the Local 513 in, and what I do is I deal with the national level in some, the legislation that goes on in the U.S. government. And uh, there's a few issues that are going on there that are going to help out our members or union members. Uh, as a whole. One of the big uh, issues that we have is going to be the legislation called the PRO Act, which is pr protect the right to organize. This passed in the previous uh, legislative session, but was not able to get completed or passed through the Senate. And this would definitely help out uh, union workers in being able to organize and be able to join and form unions. Uh, another thing that's going on is uh, any projects that will be happening, whether it be construction or infrastructure, will be by American for all federal projects. And where that's important is that in the past, we may have had supplies such as steel or other components in the construction that was purchased overseas. Now those will be purchased from U.S. manufacturers, and those will be good union jobs that can definitely help our economy and get people back to work. This will also increase U.S. manufacturing that had been on the decline, but will be going up and will definitely help our workers. That sounds good. And uh, I've, uh, as you mentioned, you know, we've worked side by side, by side for many years and uh, you've always been a stand-up guy and you've always showed up, you know, just like I said, Rick's always there and never have to worry about John Gardner showing up and representing workers. So I appreciate that. Uh, Lewis over in Dallas at the Dallas FLCO. What's going on over there? Yeah, what we had is uh, last week we had a meeting with the uh, 
political committee to see what we're going to do in the uh, election coming up. The mayor is not running. He's four-year term, so he do, he's just every other year. And all 14 of the elections for the city council is up, and we've got three school board positions. So we're going to do a mail-out after they have nominations, and we're going to do a Zoom meet to interview candidates for that. And because our thing is we do want labor to endorse in the campaign. We don't want to take a back seat, even though we want to work with the community groups. And there's several of them here in Dallas, but we want to lead in our, okay. Now, and I say uh, labor does want to take the lead in organizing and making sure that we endorse in the races. Yeah, I think that's important. And uh, you bring up an important part you know, as workers, uh, you know, workers you work with tools and everyone has a tool. And one of the most important tools a worker has is a right to vote. And so it's, yes. in, it's important that you utilize that tool. And when you speak about local elections and stuff like that, that's really what it all starts. I'll segue into you, Brian Golden. How important is it for our members to get engaged in what's going on in their community, do their research on the candidate and get out and vote? Oh, it's absolutely important. I'd, I'd like to speak to a little bit about what, what Lewis said about the mayor's races. They're not running over in Dallas, but we have a mayor's race here in uh, Fort Worth and Arlington. It's very important to, for TW members in particular to get out and vote locally because the mayors of both cities of Dallas and Fort Worth select who goes on the DFW airport board. And we need, and we've been trying to get a seat at the table for uh, the DFW airport board for many years. And we are up against some tough and determined enemies not to let labor sit at the table. So if we get a mayor that's friendly, we got a better shot at getting a labor seat at the table on the DFW airport board that would help us out with any kind of AOA badge issues or uh, any kind of safety concerns. We would have that voice. That's why it's important for uh, local union members to uh, pay attention to local politics. As they say, all politics is local. That is absolutely true. Yeah, well, you're speaking about the DFW airport board and having a seat at that table. One of the old sayings and you know in the labor movement is uh if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. And you know, our goal obviously is to try to get off the menu and get a seat at the table. Rick Levy, can you elaborate a little bit about getting off the menu? Absolutely. You know, a lot of folks get turned off about politics because they don't see the connection between politics and their lives. And that's unfortunate because what politics is it's picking who's going to write the rules for what our country's going to live by, what our state's going to live by. And if we're not participating in picking who's going to write those rules, then we're going to get the kind of rules that we have right now, which means that working people get screwed. And what we're really focused on right now is the state legislature. And people are like, well, what does that have to do with my life? Well, I'll tell you, anybody that's ever faced unemployment and has to deal with the unemployment insurance system and saw how in Texas during the pandemic, only about a third of all unemployed workers even get unemployment insurance because of the way the rules are rigged against unemployed workers here in Texas. Or anybody that's had to deal with the lack of health and safety protections on the job. Or anybody that's ever got hurt on the job and has had to deal with the workers' compensation system that spits out injured workers like they don't matter. Or policies that favor the creation of union jobs as opposed to low-paying, minimum-wage type jobs. People send their kids to school. They want a safe school. They want a school that's fully funded. State legislature is the one dealing with that. All those issues that really directly impact every one of your members every day of their life is being discussed and decided here in Austin. And union members that get involved in picking those folks and making sure when they run they know what our issues are and then are willing to hold them accountable once they get elected, that's 
the way that we can have that influence. So, you know, I, I just want to shout out TWU. Of all the unions in Texas, TWU was one of the most active, contributed the most in terms of volunteer hours in this last election cycle, have fully engaged in your central labor councils, both in Dallas and Fort Worth. And it's a great partnership. And it's really important because I know in talking to your members what they care about, and this is the way we express it. So yeah, this right now we're full-time focused on this state legislature to make sure that our fair shot values, every working person should have a fair shot to reach their dreams and live the life they seek is realized here in Austin. Very well said. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. Brian Golden, let me ask you this. Uh, when we talk about getting out in the communities and talking about candidates and, you know, and voting in local and national elections, how important is it, you know, if, if they have an R in front of their name or a D in front of their name or, you know, I mean, what is what what really matters for working people? I wanted to make this to be clear. The labor councils, we're not partisan. We're not Democrat or Republican. We are labor, plain and simple. Both Republican and Democratic parties over the decades have understood and defended unions, the collective bargaining and how important unions are to the American labor movement and the economic health of our nation. Union jobs lift wages for all workers. And both parties understand that. John, you want to tag on to that a little bit? Well, I agree with that because, you know, when you have union workers, they have a higher level of pay and benefits. And when the, we negotiate our contracts, the benefits that we get often trickle down to non-union employees because we raise their standard because it benefits everyone when we are fighting for the rights of workers. Yeah, I agree. Lewis, let me uh, change gears a little bit. I'm going to ask you a little bit different question. I mean, we were, uh, we're all devastated, you know, with this uh, pandemic going on. And I say devastated all the way down to the loss of life. But it's changed the way that, you know, that we've had to operate. What are some of the things you've done over in Dallas or that you want to do in making life a little safer for everyone? What's some of the things you're doing over there? Basically working from home, but don't spend the whole time there. Also, I'm working with any veterans that need to get the shot. They can go to the Dallas VA and almost get it the next day. So if anyone need that phone number, let me know. Okay. And uh, how can they reach you? Give your phone number. Let me give you my sale number. It's the best place to catch me, 214-212-3311. Okay. I appreciate that. And Brian Golden, what about you? How are you? Uh, how things changed over at the TCCLC? The Tarrant County Central Labor Council has been meeting virtually since February, I believe, and, uh, but we've managed to keep moving forward. We do uh, scholarship awards through the Texas AFL-CIO. Texas AFL-CIO gives out three scholarships, and the Labor Council in Tarrant matches with four. So uh, I believe last year, two TWU high school students, uh, members of uh, the children or high school students of, of uh, TWU uh, members, won some scholarships out of the Labor Council. And uh, we had to cancel a, a golf tournament that if, if you're interested in playing a golf tournament this year, I think we're going to go forward with it. Give the Labor Council a call and sign up with a team. We're moving forward. And I'd like to see uh, labor more active in the community through, if they have it, the Fort Worth and Arlington cities hold a Labor Day parade. I mean, a f July 4th parade. And I'd like to see uh, unions across the county participate in the uh, uh, July 4th Independence Day holiday with a float or some of the trucks that advertise the unions that are here so that the, the unions can be engaged with the community and the public can recognize the unions here. Okay. Well, you mentioned one thing. You, you, you misspoke and said Labor Day when you said 4th of July, but talk about Labor Day. What'd you do over at uh, Tarrant County? Oh, yeah. Labor Day was a great event before COVID. We had. Uh, a Labor Day picnic. I think we had barbecue for 1,200 people. 
And we, we, we counted about 1,200 people showed up, had uh, cervezas and uh, enough food to eat. We had union uh, locals that were displaying their uh, tents and letting the community know uh, about unions in, uh, in, in Tarrant County in the area. Had guest speakers, uh, Congressman Mark Vesey came out, Representative Chris Turner, Beverly Powell, Senate, uh, Senate District 10. Yeah, we had, it was a great Labor Day. We'd love to have it happen again. If we can, we will. And it'll be a great day. Sounds good. Rick, let's go back down to you in Austin, if we could, and uh, talk about what we can look at maybe happening coming up in the state of Texas and certainly on the national level, or at least, you know, what we're hoping will happen going forward from here. Right now, we're focused uh, both on the state and the national level. On the state level, it's our fair shot legislative agenda. And I just want to encourage folks, you can go to our website, which is texasaflcio.org, or our Facebook page, or uh, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. You know, we try and get the word out every way we can. And that's been accentuated by, you know, this pandemic and being so isolated. We also do a, a show every Monday night at five o'clock. We call it Labor Live at Five, where we'll go over all the things that we know about that are happening in the world of labor, particularly when it comes to the legislature so people can be aware of um, of what's going on. Right now, we're focused on unemployment insurance reform. We have a 10-point plan to make uh, unemployment insurance available to workers who need it. Uh, we're going to be fighting for it, and this will probably be a pretty important interest to your members. Right now, if you get hurt on the job or you get sick on the job, you have to prove that, that it happened at work. But the pandemic and folks who get exposed as a result of being at work, being frontline workers, that's really hard to do because proving that you got it at work as opposed to at the grocery store or whatever is a really difficult thing to do scientifically. So we're trying to get a law passed that says if you are a frontline worker then and you do get COVID, that's it's presumed that you got it at work uh, and the employer can prove you didn't, but if they can't do that, then you would get uh, unemployment insurance. So the pandemic has exposed a lot of cracks in our society and uh, we're trying to get as many of them patched up as we can. Now, you mentioned cracks. Uh, I think you and I could probably do, a, I was going to say an all-day podcast, but we could probably do a, a couple-of-week series just on Texas workers' comp, couldn't we, Rick? Oh, well, it depends how much sleep people needed. Um, if uh, you know, we, could, we could talk for a long, long time. I'm sure we could because it's like y'all have been one of the more active unions when it comes to fighting at the legislature on these issues. I mean, I, I can go way back thinking about the battles that we've had. And unfortunately, it's just out of the minds of so many people. And, you know, every day it's a struggle to get people to care about what happens to injured workers. And, you know, you don't have to elbow a lot of people out of the way at the Capitol when you want to talk about injured workers because there aren't that many people that care about it. But I'll tell you, we care and we're fighting every day over there to make it happen. Yeah, and I appreciate the fight. Before we go, I kind of want to, you know, kind of skip back around the room and, you know, and see if anybody has anything else. Uh, Golden, you got anything we didn't talk about or anything you'd like to mention before we go? You know, I'd like to give a shout out to Lewis over there from an earlier job that they did over in Dallas to where they got construction workers a 10 minute break. There was there was an ordinance now with what Dallas did over there with the city council, and they've got a an ordinance that mandates a 10 minute break for construction workers. And that's a tremendous uh, thing that the work that they did over there. So uh, I want to give a, give a shout out to Lewis. Back to you, John. Uh, you want to talk about the, you know, the union jobs that are being created, either local on the federal level? It's exciting right now because there's many projects going on at the federal level that will create lots of union jobs. First off, the federal government is talking about buying an entire new fleet of vehicles or across the country, which would be millions of vehicles, and they will all be electric vehicles. U.S. 
automakers have talked about that they really want to increase their production of electric cars, not only for the government, but also for American consumers, because they want to be able to lower the emission standards uh, almost to zero in the next 30 years. One thing that people have been concerned about buying their own electric car was, how far can I drive before I run out of charge? Well, the federal government has decided that they are going to put out 500,000 charging stations across the country to cut down on this worry of, can I drive 200 miles to Austin and be able to charge my vehicle? There will be charging stations there to be able to charge your vehicle. Our infrastructure, our bridges and roads are, have been in disrepair for years, and there will be big projects to fix those, again, using U.S. steel. And then there's also clean energy projects, whether it be putting in hydroelectric plants or wind turbines. All these will be very good union jobs. One of the things that with uh, the airlines that are directly affected by the new legislation is this mask mandate that they're having for the airlines, the trains, and the buses, and across interstate travel and at the airports. Now, some people have had a little controversy with this, but the thing I want to bring up to you is that if we're all wearing masks and it makes the passengers comfortable in their travel, they're more willing to be able to buy some leisure trips and take flights on our airlines. And then the, with all these new union jobs that are being created, people will have lots of income extra in their pocket that they haven't had before. And they're going to be willing to take family trips that they might not be able to afford in the past. All these things will definitely affect and help those at the airlines. The one thing I will say is uh, workers, you know, for years have, have kind of felt like, you know, that they were on the menu and, you know, and like I said, we want to get a seat back at the table. You speak about all these good union jobs. We've certainly been in decline for many, many years, uh, and, and it would be good to finally see the workers become more prominent in the workforce and get the support they need. I think you'd probably agree with that, Lewis. You want to touch on that and anything else you might want to cover before we go today? Yeah, uh, just touching on that. You know, they, uh, I sit on the Texas Workforce Commission here in Dallas, and that super train going to Houston is one of the things they're still trying to push. I'm sure it's about eight to ten years away, though. But And that would definitely increase the traveling, especially if everyone starts wearing masks. They would be more comfortable and would be willing to do it. But I think we need to push more people to take automobile trips instead of, you know, because if we just start them out with that and they get kind of comfortable with that, then they're going to start flying again. But yeah. we also have to learn, teach them how to crawl before we make them run. You know, that makes perfect sense. So basically what you're saying is just restore confidence for them to just get out in the community and go. Yes, so many yes. people are locked in and not going, and it's understandable. I mean, this is a, a devastating pandemic. You know, like I said, we've lost some members, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, I, every one of us uh, sitting here, or, you know, Lewis and uh, Rick on the phone, I mean, we've all, all lost people. Uh, Brian, I see you got your hand over there. You got one more thing before we go? Yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention. I want to encourage union members to run for local office or any office in, for the legislature or for, for city council, for mayor. Uh, here locally, February 12th is a deadline to file as a candidate. If you're interested in serving in your community as a councilman or, or mayor or, or school board or whatever, let's put union members in those in those seats and uh, come see us at the Labor Council, the Tarrant County Central Labor Council or over in Dallas, and let's get some union members in those seats. Let's make it happen. That uh, certainly sounds good, and, and I think that's a worthy endeavor to try to 
undertake. Uh, Rick Levy, I'm going to close with yeah. you today. So you get the final okay. word. So make it count, brother. Go. It's going to be good. Listen, I want to just, before I get to that, I want to hop on one thing that, uh, that y'all have been talking about. And that is on the federal level. I don't know if y'all been watching, but I have never seen a president use the U word more than I've seen president Biden use the U word. He has talked more about how unions are critical to building this economy back better than any president that I've ever had the experience of listening to, and I'm pretty damn old. So I'm really hopeful because you take that together with the fact that polls show now that like 70% of the people in this country would join a union if they had an opportunity to do so. And I'm just really excited about building our power together as workers and changing the rules of this economy so that they're not rigged against us. And every sign points that we're really heading in that direction. So for me to close, Brian, I would just say kudos to y'all for doing this kind of work, for doing this kind of innovative podcast to get the word out to your members. Really honored to be in partnership with you and with both the Dallas and the Fort Worth Central Labor Council who are cooperating like never before to represent workers' interests up in the North Texas area. And, you know, that's the backbone of the labor movement right there. It's your it's local unions like yours. It's local central labor councils where folks from different unions can get together. And I feel like if if everybody would follow y'all's example up there, we'd be in a lot better shape. So thanks for having me be part of this. And thanks for all y'all do for the labor movement. Well, I appreciate that. I do think that we do some good work at TWU and, you know, as a whole, as an organization. And I'll also speak to our local at 513. But I will say this, we can always do better. And, uh, you know, that's the the focus we have. You got to keep yep. grinding because there's a lot of work to be done. That's definitely true. Hey, I want to thank everyone for joining me today. I think it's been a good conversation. And, you know, I guess I would want to leave everybody on this point. Get involved. Don't pay attention to uh, any party affiliate or anything. Do your research on your candidates and step up, like Brian Golden said, step up into uh, positions and, you know, try to get involved in your community. Uh, the goal here is simply to make things better for workers. And uh, you guys, uh, I feel honored to have all you guys here with me. So thank you all for joining me. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate you uh, inviting us to participate. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, 513. Thanks to the GWU. Thanks, Brian. And if there's anything that, you know, you need me to do for you, we can work together with, just, hey, give me a call. I'm available 24-7. I'm used to it. I appreciate that, guys. And uh, I also want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, You know, this is a a Local 513, TW Local 513 podcast. But hopefully uh, you guys listen to this and you share it. Uh, This podcast is simply just about workers. So it doesn't matter what local you're affiliated with, whether if you're a union worker or even if you're not a union worker, uh, hopefully you can find some value in this. There's people out there fighting on your behalf. Everyone have a great day. For questions and comments about today's podcast, please email podcast at twulocal513.org. For more information about TWU Local 513, please visit www.twulocal513.org. Music licensed by Pond5. Today's podcast was produced, engineered, and edited by Tommy Engel.